Hey everybody, thanks for listening to this special bonus episode of Landstorm. This one with K. Trevor Wilson, the man mountain of comedy from Letterkenny, baby. Plays Squirrely Dan. If you haven't seen that show, then he's really funny. Just check out his stand-up. Of course I recorded this interview, and of course, goddammit, of course, his mic was turned all the way goddamn down, baby, because that's Wrestler Review Technical Problems 101. So we pick up this interview with me asking what his favorite wrestler was after I've introduced him and we've had a bunch of laughs that were fantastic but are lost to time now. So enjoy the interview starting now. Yeah, like uh, Hulk Hogan was probably the the first favorite and then I very quickly became uh, like a big fan of of hard-working mid-card guys. Which leads Once us I really a- started watching, like he was like, uh, you know, like Ricky Steamboat was a big uh, favorite of mine in his WWE run, and then uh, uh, like uh, Face Turn Heart Foundation. Uh, I loved me, I loved me Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, everyone loved Duggan. I had vivid memories of being at an event in Peterborough, and uh, an audience full of Canadians is chanting USA so that. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan can get the energy back to defeat the Repo Man. (laughs) Who's also from the USA. (laughs) Oh yeah, buddy. Barry Darso's like our... Barry Darso's pretty much our mascot of this podcast, because no matter what character he was playing, if you look at his poses, he's doing the exact same pose. It's like, you're a truck driver now. He's like, yeah, whatever. All right, I'll call that chick in the front row fat. All right, you're from uh, another galaxy. Yeah, where they hate fat people. Like, that's the whole character. <laughs> Every single... Remember when he was a golfer? Of course we remember when he was a golfer. And he had, honestly, you know what? When he was the golfer, Barry Darso, we're wildly off topic now. This is great. He had one of the best finishing moves I've ever seen. It was so easy. It was literally just a wrist lock, and he would put the base of the guy's wrists in his bicep, and he would hold the guy back of the guy's elbow, and he would, like... It was so easy to work, obviously, because it obviously didn't hurt at all because he just pretended he was putting pressure on it, but if you actually got someone in that cold, you would break the wrist immediately. Yeah, yeah, no, my buddies and I did that to each other in the basement. That legit hurt. You did that hold? That's so funny. Me too. I was like, I'm just going to get this guy's in the golfer Barry Darso's finisher if I ever get in a street fight. <laughs> we, we would always be like... Let's see if this move really hurts, and then put it on each other, and it's like, ow, 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 my ankle. <laughs> the sharpshooter is the clunkiest one. Honestly, I thought Lance Storm actually had one of the better finishers, and much like a lot of, I guess, WCW finishers, is lost to time with the uh, single leg crab. Just so easy to do. I loved it, like because that was like, because that's like the default submission hold you give your creator wrestler, like. Yes, as part of his lower, it's a it's a wear down move, move set, and uh, and and just by giving it a roll through, Vince made or Lance made it a convincing finisher. But I think that was part of that whole gimmick. It was just like this guy with no personality and the most simple looking move is going to get pushed to the moon. But that's what I loved about Lance Storm is that he had no personality, but he just seemed like the gym teacher that took life way too fucking seriously. And in one of those weird things where it's like Vince Russo, everyone makes fun of him, but you look at WCW and Vince Russo's weird WCW like mid card legacy, and you get three count, which was awesome. 
Uh, you get Lance Storm, which was awesome. Even Ernest the Cat Miller was fucking great. I mean, he couldn't wrestle, and he was like 600 years old by the time he learned to. But, like, he had these weird mid-card guys, these touchstones. And I remember going to college, going to Humber College, and there was a dude in our class who had... Um, who had like a bunch of wrestle crap tapes and all over the wrestle crap tapes were, he's from the Southern United States and all over the wrestle crap tapes were just times when team Canada won belts in WCW because people in the South hated team Canada so much <laughs> because it's like they, and it was so, it obviously worked obviously West Texas rednecks, but it's like you focus on these little things. Cause it's clearly like a Southern wrestling organization. And of course they're just going to hate Canadians because they don't fucking know what Canadians are, really. So it's just totally. like... Yeah, like... Landstorm's character could have pushed it and just been like, I like recycling, and people were like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. Well, the, I, the one thing I also remember is like, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan covering up major yes. guns. Like, so it was, it was our Canadian prudishness that uh, really infuriated the Southern audience. <laughs> Yeah, because of these Canadians, they couldn't stare at tits the way they wanted to. <laughs> Major Guns is <laughs> such a good name. All these times in WCW, all these names were active in Major in uh, WCW. You had Major Guns, huge erection, and not even yep. connected. Miss Hancock, where it's like she's going to fucking give you a hand job. That's her character. Yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant Loco, GI Bro. <laughs> GI Bro was good because it was like, hey, uh, you're doing really well, Booker T. Let's stop that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you. Uh, here's a weird question. What do you think the best era of Lance Storm is? Because you got the Thrill Seekers era, you got the ECW, WCW, and I don't think anyone's picking WWF, but why not? Uh, I mean, I, I gotta say, probably his WCW run uh yeah. as far as him getting to showcase himself like i mean i think obviously the it's the ecw run that uh sort of you know really made people pay attention to him uh i mean like the stuff him and jericho did in, in smoky mountain was great but they were definitely far ahead of their time down that like in in smoky mountain and uh i you know as well as as lance did in ecw you know, he, he was never the chair-swinging, hardcore guy that ECW kind of wanted. And so I really think, like, WCW really gave him the respect he deserved and uh, the the chance to stand out on his own. Yeah, I mean, there's the famous, like, I don't know why. it's it, it's I thought it was something that only I remembered, and then it's like a line in his Wikipedia, and it's just about... Do you remember his match with Rob Van Dam at Barry Legal, where it's like, he's going to hit RVD with the chair... And then he slows down so much. He has a rat tail at the time. And he slows down so much he barely taps him on the head. And you just hear all these chuds in the audience be like, What the fuck? You're supposed to fucking give him a concussion. But like, exactly. He was too much of a wrestler for ECW. No, he wasn't even really. Because he had some great stuff. Like, the Impact players were great. But it was always a poor fit to like late 90s wrestling to have Lance Storm be like a super sexual guy when he clearly wasn't, you know? Yes. Or it's like, this guy fucks Don Marie. I'm like, I think he seems to be happily married. Because <laughs> that was the classic quote. Have you heard the Thrill Seekers quotes about why the Thrill Seekers didn't really get over in Smoky Mountain from Cornette? No. Was that uh, Jericho was too picky, 
and that Lance Storm wouldn't sleep around on his wife. But, like, that was the thing, is they were like, if you guys want to be, like, the new Rock and Roll Express, which is what they wanted them to be, you're going to have to, like, actively cheat on your wife. And Lance Storm said, no. Which is so funny. It's like, if you want this 50 bucks, you're going to have to cheat on your wife. And he's like, absolutely not, sir. Just seems if like you want to be if you want to be the number one draw in this terrible promotion. <laughs> you have to... If you want to have a mic and as the babyface call New Jack the N word, you're gonna have to cheat on your wife too. Well, those all seem like bad things. So absolutely not. Uh, do you yeah, no thank you. <laughs> do you think any uh, missed opportunities with Lance Storm at all throughout his career? Tons of missed opportunities with Lance Storm. I mean, most of his WWE run was a missed opportunity. You had this great talent, and uh, you just, you know, he, like, he didn't know how to book him. It was amazing. Like, there was the one thing that WCW could uh, take a guy and and book him around his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like Dean Malenko was never great on the mic, you know, the expressionless, stone-faced, but, he, man, he could wrestle. And that's how they booked him. They booked him. He doesn't need to talk because he does all this talking in the ring. And he was like, Lance Storm is the same thing. They they used the, his lack of charisma as a way to get him over as a heel. And uh, But, like, you put the guys in WWE and they're just like, well, we don't know what to do. I mean, but they, they tried to turn Dean Malenko into a, a shower peep and pervert. They did that with uh, everyone that was, like, not good at promos, where it's like, well, I don't know what to do with this guy. How about he smells the toilet seats? Yeah, how do we get heat on him? Uh, I know. We'll put a cheese hat on him. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Have, have him do stand-up comedy in front of a room of old people. <laughs> but that Actually, was the that, thing. It was that, like... But that was them trying to do something, at least with Steve Blackman's last of lack of personality, pairing him up with Al Snow there. But it's like, yeah, most of the guys, it's like, okay, they're not good on the mic, so get him a manager. Like, <laughs> this isn't rocket science. I didn't this is think the basic formula was... of booking a wrestling match. Yeah, man, I didn't think Landstorm was that bad. No, he was good on the mic, but he yeah. was just like, you know, not the... He, he, he wasn't what the WWE wanted, wanted him to be on the mic, you know? And uh, I always thought that was, like, really odd. Like, WWE didn't, just didn't know how to book around people's weaknesses, whereas, like, WCW could get a guy over even if he didn't know how to talk. That's what a heater's for. Well, it's a different style of wrestling, too, right? Like, I often think about, like... <laughs> the phrasing of that sentence was ridiculous. I often... I go to my special place, and I often think. Uh, but I always think about, like, what if Bret Hart doesn't come to WWF in 1985? What if he comes in 1995? And it's, like, this great wrestler. He's in his tag teams. He ends He ends kind of his tag team run in 1999. That guy can't do stick him in the ring, open the show, 10-minute promos. You know what I mean? And Lance Storm's yep. kind of the exact same way, where they both have their type of charisma. Not, I think Bret Hart is much better than Lance Storm. I will say that. I'm sorry if you're listening to this, Lance. Please don't cry. Um, also, it's just it's just some uh, guy with a bad diet saying you're not that good, which I'm sure you're used to. Rest assured you're better than me in every single way. You have more money, whatever. Anyway... <laughs> But he's not as good as Bret Hart, but it's like, it's the same thing. It's like exactly what you said. You need to like, if you're, if you have an actor doing a certain thing, you don't, you play to their strengths so that the show is better. But by the same token, another thing I wanted to get to is like, I don't know about Lane Storm's missed opportunities because if you look at that invasion and you look at even like more, more so like 2002, you literally have an all-star roster of every single, almost every single good wrestler ever. 
in 2002. Yeah. And I don't think it's that much of a slap in the face that Lance Storm is like a lower mid-carder on that roster. Because that's still amazing that you're on like every single wrestler. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, they, 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 it was it was wall-to-wall stars. It was, uh, but, you know, it was at a time where, oh, man. I mean, like, let, let's be honest. They just screwed up that invasion angle. They did it yeah. a few years, a few years too late. Uh, and, and it's like, they have this thing about, WWE has this thing about, uh, letting other guys beat their guys. And it's like, you can't build a storyline unless you make the, the villains seem like a threat. So the fact that like the WWE guys always went over on the WCW guys until Steve Austin became a WCW guy, uh, you know, again, for some reason, uh, but like if, if, if you never give the invaders any, any wins, any heat, you're, you're killing your own storyline before it gets started. And like that, they did that when they brought the, the NWO back. I mean, the rock beating up all three members of the NWO in at, at the same time, like, okay, you just killed all of the heat of this feud. Like Steve Austin beating up all three members. It's like, so these guys are supposed to be the big bad cancer that destroys the WWE. And one guy takes them out every week. Like, you have yeah. no heat. And it was like, it was the same thing with the invasion angle. Like, Oh, here comes, here comes these guys. These guys are going to dominate. Like, Oh no, no, they're going to lose three straight uh, matches to the brothers of destruction and disappear forever. Um, it's like, okay, well we've got these guys now. Here comes DDP and Canyon. They're going to, they, Oh no, no, no. They're, they're going <laughs> to, they're going to get beat up three times in a row and be gone. And it's like, okay, so, you're, you're treating all this amazing talent as just cannon fodder for your established stars and uh, and not actually building to anything worth watching. <laughs> yeah, and then the one match they had with Chronic, where Chronic came in and then just lost, and then it was like, basically on TV, JR was like, Chronic are fucking losers, and then everyone high-fived, and then they fired him. Yeah, but I mean, that, apparently that had something to do with uh, them being a little stiff, uh, which... Uh, if you if like if you follow Shane Helms on Twitter, uh, he'll post old pictures of matches against Chronic, and so I was like, oh, here's Brian Clark trying to kill me again. And <laughs> I love that Chronic's gimmick was that these guys. It was kind of like the APA, but with weed. But they couldn't say weed specifically because of the TNT yeah. censorship. So they were just like, every match is four minutes and twenty seconds, and there's no one that less says we smoke weed than Brian Clark and Brian Adams. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Brian Adams uh, got arrested for cocaine, so I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they should have been the blow guys or whatever. These guys are fucking gacked on blow. Every promo is 48 minutes long, and they're just trying to sell you on their businesses. Yeah, but that, that gimmick had already been done to death you know, throughout the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just was wrestling. There was, there was one guy who... Uh, fun podcaster, I forget his name, who said, do you think that cocaine is necessary to make great wrestling? And I thought that was one of the weirdest nebulous, because I might think that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, imagine Landstorm on cocaine. It'd just be like a regular promo, of course. <laughs> just be like, hello, I Team Canada is good. But we're, we're talking about Landstorm. He was in the triple threat in uh, ECW. Do you think... 
Where do you think the triple threat kind of lands as far as... That was literally, uh, my kid's bottle. Uh, <laughs> I think I fucked for my kid's bottle, but... Where do you think the triple threat lands as far as stables within pro wrestling? Like, could they have rebooted the triple threat for WWF? Or more so, do you think that, like... Do you think that they even should have had ECW do anything in that invasion at all? Or do you think that was, like, a, just kind of like an admission that they failed with the WCW aspect of it? Um, I didn't mind having ECW involved in that invasion. Uh, I, you know, personally, I would have booked him as a, as a third faction, not as teaming up with WCW. Yeah. But at that point, it was a numbers game of trying to uh, make it look like this, you know, this incoming group has enough armor. I, I you know what, I, I don't think the stables and teams from ECW get enough credit except for the Dudley boys. Um, yeah, but, but, you know, people, when they talk about the Dudley boys, they really just talk about Bubba Ray and Devon. And uh, I mean, like if you go back and watch it, that whole giant stable of Dudley's was, they did some super entertaining stuff. And, and I don't think the stables from ECW get enough credit and attention, uh, when, you know, when great stables are being talked about, but, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know if triple threat would have worked in, uh, WWE because can you really do it without uh, Shane Douglas, Shane or or Chris? Yeah, I mean um, I think it's one of the better names. Yeah, because there's no way they're fucking having Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas is like, I think Shane Douglas is one of those dudes. We all know comedians where it's like it's part of their process to be kind of a douchebag. Like they need to be because that's kind of yeah. who they are on stage. And Shane Douglas just strikes me as that guy where it's like. Wow, Shane's such a great heel. What's he doing? Oh, he's just stealing people's lunches so they don't have anything to eat. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. He's the franchise. Um, but I guess some general questions about Lance Storm as we wrap up here. Uh, sure, sure. Some, Fire away. These are just general... I legit stole all these from Bill Simmons, uh, so enjoy this. So, well, Lance Storm, too soon, too late, or just right as far as career timing? Huh. Um... So you think he would like work better any literally any time previously, and this can mean anything because I was thinking about this because just right for me clearly because Lance Storm starts in 1990, the end of the wrestling boom, and then basically by the time he is a exceptional professional wrestler in about like 96, because about six years it takes you to be a pro, um, to actually be like really good and fully formed, he lands in ECW, then of course WCW and WWF. So he like he hits the end of that boom. It's always just right when you're there, 99 to 2001, because there's so much money in pro wrestling. But, like, do you think he would have been utilized better um, maybe in the 80s or maybe now? You know, it, it's a hard one to say because with all the skill, like, even if he'd started earlier in the 80s, there were still so many guys, you know, like him that uh, had a ton of ability that just didn't get booked properly. So it's like, you know, it's like he, yeah. he could have been... Uh, you know, if he'd started, you know, in the 80s, he could have been the next Ricky Steamboat, but he also could have been the next, you know, uh, Brad Anderson, who, uh, God rest his soul, was an amazing talent who just, they never found a proper gimmick for. Uh, I was actually, I just rewatched 1991 in uh, pro wrestling on the network, and uh, poor Brad Anderson had three three to four gimmicks that year in WCW. He started out the year as the Candyman Brad Anderson. 
giving out candy to kids on his way to the ring. That's terrifying. So many problems. <laughs> uh, then, then he became uh, Fantasia, the third uh, Freebird, and then they were worried about getting sued from Disney, so they changed him to Bad Street. So he was Bad Street, the masked Freebird. Um, and he actually holds the distinction of running into the to one the same match twice under two different identities. He interfered in a Young Pistols Freebirds match as Brad, uh, helping out his brother Steve, and then came out at the end to as Fantasia to put over the Freebirds. Uh, so that's got to be like the weirdest thing that one of the weirdest thing that's ever happened in a match, and it never revealed that it was the same guy. And then by the end of the year. He was Arachnaman, the Spider-Man ripoff uh, that they came oh, with. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was probably a John Hurd creation. And, uh, and But at the same time, he was also doing matches as Brad. Uh, and just Brad? I really like just Brad. Brad. Well, uh, Brad Anderson, but yeah. Uh, it was uh, Brad Armstrong. I, I want to. Oh, sorry, Brad Armstrong. No worries, because I, I looked up Brad Anderson. Anderson. I'm like, wait a minute, was it? And Brad Anderson literally is uh, Ole Anderson's son. And the third article is that, of course, being Ole Anderson's son, he just beat the shit out of someone in the ring two years ago for no real reason. <laughs> he got sorry, mad. Brad Armstrong. I can't believe I kept saying Anderson. Don't worry about I it. I apologize to the Armstrong family. Your legacy is strong, and you deserve much better than me getting uh, Brad's name wrong. Brad Armstrong. Of it's the just legendary that Armstrong I'm plan. certain that 95 nerds crushed their iPhones in yeah, anger. Yeah. They so were writing us happy. not tweets, I've... Trevor, emails, long emails yep. with the subject line unacceptable. Phone, phone calls are coming in. <laughs> yeah. How'd you get my number? I have my ways. Um... Um, yeah, no, it's, it's hard to say if, if he was too early or too, because I mean, like, I think if he was out, out there now, uh, now it seems to be an age where, I mean, Work it's almost, we're almost in a, we're almost in a second, uh, territory age mm-hmm. at this point with the amount of, uh, of feds going. So I think now, if he was wrestling now, they'd be, I mean, he'd be AEW or, uh, or impact and, and having a great run there. But, I mean, I, Lance's ultimate legacy is going to be the people he's trained at this point. Like, yeah. a, as good and as great as he was as a wrestler, he has proven that he is uh, a master of instructing the next generation of wrestlers. And, you know, that that's his legacy, is, is the champions he's going to help create. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I always thought Lance Storm would have been really his time to shine would have been the 70s when it was because whenever anyone talks about the glory days quote-unquote like territory wrestling they're really talking about the 70s because it's like the nwa is established um you can go different places like you can drive 30 minutes and no one knows who the fuck you are because of regional television and make an and do a new two-month rain and new do do a sorry a new two-month spin and you can pretty much make your whole living just in the southern united states just doing the same territories every year. And Lance Storm, particularly with the fact that, like, he was super athletic, but he couldn't do flips. Like, he just didn't do flips, which is not, that's not any, like, Shelton, he kind of reminds me of, like, Shelton Benjamin, where it's like Shelton Benjamin had this had these crazy vertical leaps, still does, an amazing athlete, but he just, like, doesn't do flips. Like, everyone does flips now, because they all grew up on trampolines, but they just don't. They just have great verticals, and they never really, whether they're not comfortable or whatever, just don't do flips. Um, and I think his legacy will probably be that he's surprisingly good on Twitter. 
Or at least I get recommended his sweets all the time. Whatever in the algorithm. So, do you think Landstorm fulfilled his potential? This is a weird question, but do you think he fulfilled his potential? Or do you think that there was a bit left in the tank? Just as far as his performance goes, I want to say. Not how they book him. Because how they book him, that's not up to him. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. Um, you know, was... Because, you know, the one thing that, that I've learned over the years is... is uh, being a good wrestler doesn't mean you're going to be a great world champion because a world champion has got to be someone who's willing to give their whole life to being world champion. you got to really yeah. live that gimmick. Uh, that's why Flair was great at it because he was willing to live that gimmick. You know, uh, you think of Bruno San Martino spent a combined 14 years living that gimmick. Uh, you know, John Cena, it's like put everything else in his life on hold to be the ultimate champion. Um, and, and I don't know. I mean, I think Lance, there's too many, like he had that Ricky Steamboat quality where he, he loved wrestling, but he also loved his family and, and spending time with them. And I think, uh, family men don't make great champions because they, they want to go home. Yeah. And Ricky he, Steamboat, the classic thing, right? Where they were. Just after he won the Intercontinental title, he wants some time off to spend with his son. And Vince McMahon, of course, just fucking pretty much tries to kill him or something. I don't know how the meeting went down, but I'm sure Vince McMahon just spat on him and kept spitting and just kept being like, You think I love my goddamn kids? Look at them. They're all under the goddamn desk or something. But like, <laughs> he, exactly, Lance Storm married in 1994. And I guess where we started was like, he wouldn't cheat on his wife, so he didn't get over that much in Smoky Mountain, which I think is so funny. Like... The fact that have you do you watch Smoky Mountain? Have you ever delved into it? I, yeah, I've, I've watched some old Smoky Mountain stuff. I mean, it's there's like you know, it, yeah, it, it was another Southern wrestling promotion at the time doing well. Well, uh, WCW was going through its uh, identity crisis in the '90s. Uh, it was a good alternative for for fans of that style to catch that style, but. It, it, incredibly problematic when you look back at it through the dude. Lens of, it's so funny that every single character is like this man is covered in the confederate flag and who's the bad guy literally they said Sonny was just she, they would just look up things hillary clinton had said and then Sonny would say them and then that was her character and people fucking hated her <laughs> she'd be like i believe in universal health care and people like get this woman out of here but that was also a lot to do with them letting a woman talk uh, at that time in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. <laughs> it's true, though, and also the fact that she's competent. I mean, uh, dude, like, I think Sonny, when, when you talk about, like, wasted potential, I think Sonny is, Sonny is one of the biggest cases of wasted potential in professional wrestling history because they replace her with Sable, where it's like, Sable, God lover, is really just the look. She's the ultimate warrior of women's, of women's talent. I won't even say wrestling. She didn't really wrestle, but, like... The Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan, where it's like, Sonny couldn't wrestle, obviously, but she had so much juice to give on the mic. But, uh, that's it. Uh, you start out talking about Landstorm and you end up talking about Sonny. That's how things work. Thanks yeah, very much for, uh, right. doing this with me, Trev. Uh, do you have oh, anything? No Thanks for having me, bud. Anything to plug? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll be going back to work on, uh, Letter County soon. And, uh, so there's that. And, uh, uh, I got my t-shirt of the day posts on my Instagram. If you're a fan of wrestling t-shirts and, uh, also I have my own t-shirt shop. You can go on and buy man mountain, the comedy merch, uh, from my store at below the collar.com. 
BelowTheCollar.com and uh, Twitter and Instagram. You're at K Trevor Wilson. I am the only K Trevor Wilson on the internet. It's super Ooh, yeah, easy buddy. to find me. You'll never fucking find out what that K stands for either, baby. Live the gimmick. Thanks so much. <laughs> Have a great night, everybody. everybody. Enjoy your dishes. Great chatting with you. Taking a dump. It was great chatting with you too, Trev. Bye bye. Cheers, bud. Bye. Awesome. Thanks very much for doing that, man. No problem.